Hello, this is Ben Ashmade and welcome to this King's Place podcast. In January 2018, the London A Cappella Festival returns to King's Place, bringing together the best vocal talents from across the globe in an epic programme of concerts, workshops, talks, free interactive pop-ups and a series of events just for kids. On this podcast, we speak to three members from the Beatbox Collective, Tobias, Zaney and Rupert, who will be bringing their show to King's Place on Friday the 26th of January. Individually, the Beatbox Collective have won almost every beatbox competition in the world, leading to them being crowned the World Beatbox Champions. Together, this vocal supergroup creates a wall of sound that simply has to be heard to be believed, as we'll discover in just a moment. I met three members of the Beatbox Collective for an incredibly fun interview in King's Place's Hall 2. Hello. Hi, my name is Toby. My name is Rupert, aka Basics. My name is MC Zaney. Who are we missing? Jack Hobbit and Belle Bellatrix, Miles Experimental, Patrick Ballsy. Um, so you've got their Christian name and their alter ego, um, whatever their mum calls them. And um, uh, yeah, that's it. And, and then we have Grace Savage. She's come into the, some of the shows a few times over the yeah, last few years. Fox as well as like an honorary member as well. So it's kind of fluid collective. Uh, we're yeah. kind of seven core members and then sort of sometimes it's a smaller group. Sometimes it's well, it's a larger group. Why this kind of collection of um, beatboxers? Do you each have different things to bring to the to the mix? Yeah, I, th- I think that as a collective, because we've been performing together for so many years, it made sense and when when uh, Rupert came to me with the idea, let's put a collective together. And it started off as as maybe there were like 13, 14 of us beatboxing on stage. And then as the years progressed, we kind of realised like who was really committed to putting the group together. We realised each other's strengths and weaknesses and we realised how we can form as a group. And yeah, individually, everyone, I think that is where everyone's everyone had been doing this for quite a few years and we've all been doing it for over 10 years each um, everyone has a completely different influence and a dif- different input to the collective so again you know you've got I mean again Hobbit and Bullsey and Zany like super UK champions and you know their hardcore style then you've got an experimental with a wild range of vocals Toby with phenomenal voice vocal range from high to low to to and again from his experience in the jazz and the music world and acapella world uh, myself I just talk a lot um, <laughs> they, you've got Bellatrix who's you know got a masters from from the guild hall and jazz um, composition jazz. Yeah. so I mean every style <clears throat> it's fused into that mesh you know that sort of completes the mesh bowl and again what comes out well that's the beautiful balance of chaos you know when mm. there's that beautiful bit of light just in between a jam you know what comes from a jam you could use your teeth and go there you go it's the fast teeth in the world then with the teeth the tongue and the mouth you can go We call that the click roll in the beatboxing world. But with the teeth, the tongue, the mouth, the nose, and the throat, all together it sounds a little bit like this. Ample in the mix. In the mix. Wow. <laughs> Do you perform just uh, original material? How does that work? Over the years, beatboxing has been 
put in a little pigeonhole of, you know, n- known for doing cover songs. Even mm. in the acapella world, lots of people do cover songs because they're great. They, you know, they can either be short little medleys and really keep people's attention span. However, we have been creating our own tracks and music. And again, with completely unique voices. That's the amazing thing about each of us, that, that no one could replicate what we do and how we make our soundtrack. Um, we are our own synthesizers, and so getting those mechanical rights is very important for us. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is really fun, though, because like freestyling and just improvising is such a big part of beatboxing as well. And mm. um, I remember when we started out, we didn't really have tracks, we didn't really have a routine, we didn't have much material. We were just like going on stage and freestyle, and uh, that was quite funny for me because I, I was in the swingle singers before and yeah. you know we were at Glastonbury doing like a headline show and and we're going on stage and I'm like so what's the track list you know what's <laughs> and they're all like looking at me going like well, we just go on stage and do it <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> it was just like two on two okay. whispering to each other two on two let's do three on three I don't know Tom's about than I first thought of yeah house okay well, at least we know that's a house crew <laughs> like no think, no safety net it's just like I think beatboxes are so uh, always in tune with the audience and always vibing of of what's happening you know what, what the audience feels like and, and what, what the ambience is could I take you all back it's interesting to know what made you want to beatbox? What gave you the confidence to beatbox in the first place? You're absolutely right. On on and the key word there was confidence to beatbox, which we then you know if you apply that, that's great. And to have someone like Michael Winslow when you're growing up, not knowing we should mention who he is. So Michael Winslow for everyone else, and again, is a household name in the sense of the guy from Police Academy. And when we say the guy from Police Academy, obviously we're talking about the guy who does the sound effects. Uh, it's, it's called Jones in the actual thing, but Michael Winslow in real life. And watching this guy get the laughs or whatever it was, that was a huge influence. And to see that validated by, you know, only one person to my knowledge, because that was what mm. was on TV or through a video or something like that. There wasn't the internet back then. Um, I think for me, the first actual proper beatbox I heard was Razel. I, I used to play the drums when I was younger so I used to kind of go but it wasn't beatboxing it was just kind of making noises and rhythm which is in a sense what the foundations of beatboxing is but until I heard Razel, he kind of was a guy beatboxing on stage just him and it was that, that was kind of the, the centre stage the focal point of of what beatboxing is and I was just super like what the hell that can't be real I got inspired to just keep trying beatboxing and then people around me were like oh that sounds pretty good I used to MC on pirate radio stations and incorporate a little bit of beatboxing here and there and then that just kind of progressed and that gave me the confidence to be like actually yeah it's it's acceptable it's socially acceptable yeah. you're not just that kid in the corner making noises and annoying everyone but it was actually a thing so yeah that gave me confidence <laughs> So I'm I'm from the Black Forest in Germany. So there wasn't much beatboxing around there in the late '90s, um, uh, and no hip hop as well. <laughs> so, um, these guys call me the Black Forest Ghetto or the BFG. Uh, that's kind of my, has become my beatbox name. But um, I started doing acapella singing and was listening to Bob McFerrin. I lived in this mad flat chair, and and we were just like making sounds all the time, and and going to clubs sometimes as well, and just like jamming. Um, for people on microphone and getting people to dance, but we didn't really know what there was beatboxing.
producing were just like making sounds. So I was just sort of adding beats to my bass lines, being an a cappella bass. I sang in jazz vocal groups. So I do like a cappella bass uh, with vocal percussion with different sound effects like a trumpet or with a mute. So altogether, it sounds like this, maybe some brushes. about a little bit more about the the competitions i think could you sort of give us an, an insight into how serious they are and the sort of level of competition uh we are the world beatbox champions uh, as a team uh and fun enough as any myself and toby we organized the uk beatbox championships and uh which are coming up in november but again this competition thing is really it's a very healthy thing um because it pushes everyone it pushes everyone and everyone every year levels up the beatbox scene are really good at communicating and be able to you know we change our language and our speech with each other by showing each other our latest techniques posting them on youtube on instagram the scene's progressed in the past 10 years when i first started competing it was like 2005 it was just the solo battles it was one-on-one -on -one. because the style and the scene has developed you there's more categories and more as technology develops so now we have the loop category which is amazing because before you could only loop your voice on one channel but now you have these loopers that have like four or five channels so you have more more versatility to what you can do add effects and you've got the tag team battles and the under 18s because the the level was getting so high that the, the younger generation want a piece of piece of the action now mm -hmm. so we can't deny them that chance that's what i think is amazing about the uk scene is that it attracts people from all the other scenes that want to come to uk to, to experience what this scene is about from being around you and speaking to you um you haven't shown too many signs of being competitive within within your within your group. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of kicking going under <laughs> under the table. To be honest, actually, like <laughs> my question, my question. Yeah. Do you know what? That's actually one of the best compliments. Very consistently over the six, seven years or six years we've been together. I say, people, uh, the audience, uh, we've had feedback. People going, you just give each other so much space, and you mm. encourage, and you applaud each other, and you see, you know, when you see one person doing a solo, but five other people behind are going, oh my god, you know, because you do occasionally people do suddenly just do something new a new routine that none of us have seen so we're excited for them that they're pulling off at, at the show but i think uh yeah that even another compliments we don't take ourselves too seriously and mm. we you know we give each other space and basically encourage you know we set each other up to do the best moves and combinations we can and, and we're all doing other projects as well where we're like parts of acapella groups for example so i think you know the everyone in the collective is is very much a team player as well, uh, not just a solo artist. So we don't have like two big egos, or actually I don't think we have any like, massive egos in the group. So That's an interesting point, actually. Um, this is part of the Acapella Festival here at King's Place. Obviously, Acapella is all about singing and, and using your body to project. I mean, where do you see that relationship between beatboxing and Acapella? For me, nowadays, most Acapella groups do have their beatboxer. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it was always seen as a vocal percussionist. But now, with the evolution of music, all these Acapella groups do have a beatboxer now. So it is part of it. It is an integral part of Acapella music. And we are just using our voices. So technically, it is Acapella music what we're doing. We're just mm. not singing 
and pitching as much with using more beats. And and you're involved um, as well. I think you have a workshop at the festival and you may be doing a guest performance at some point as well. We're super excited. Uh, on the Saturday, we, we have a workshop slot. So we're going to teach, uh, play some fun beatbox games and you know teach some basic beatboxing and then explain a little, maybe a little bit how to beatbox with other people as well. And we are performing with Hun Hur Tu on Friday in St. Luke's, which is super exciting. Uh, I, I actually do a lot of throat singing and I saw them over 20 years ago in my hometown and they got me into like throat singing and overtone singing. Who's doing what is going to be what the audience are trying to work out. It's like a guessing game to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah. Completely, yeah, no, yeah. Imagine if you're a sound engineer doing us for the first day. <laughs> Good luck whoever you are on the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what's amazing is when someone goes, did you actually do that? But I think that's when you know you're doing your job right. Thanks to Tobias, Dezaney and Rupert for speaking to us. The Beatbox Collective perform in King's Places Hall 1 on the 26th of January at 10pm and also run a workshop on the 27th of January at 5pm in Hall 2. The London Acapella Festival takes place from the 24th to the 27th of January and includes performances from New York Voices, all-female powerhouse music, sublime vocals from the Talis Scholars, internationally acclaimed throat singers Hun Hurtur, award-winning sextet Estonian Voices and festival co-host The Swingles. Full details at kingsplace.co.uk forward slash LACF. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London, and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 